0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. It is Thursday, January 24th. This is the next-to-last Pick 6 Podcast. Until we're live at the Super Bowl. Pretty excited about that. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. If you're just somehow landing here, I hope you party with us throughout the uh, rest of the postseason. Got a week of live shows at the Super Bowl. We will be doing the podcast from Radio Row recording there with uh, friends of the show who come on all the time as well as uh, you know sundry guest celebrity guests who stop by and, and do zany things that the social media team cooks up for us. and more importantly, from noon until 1. Every day, Monday through Friday, on CBS Sports HQ, we will be doing a live video and video show. I mean, just a live video show. It's called the Pick Six Rundown. So, if you listen to this podcast and you like, or you like me, um, or you want, you know, somebody who likes to support the Brinson brand hashtag Branson, uh, by all means, go to slash live or CBSSportsHQ.com. Either one, it'll take you there. Noon to one, Monday through Friday. Check it out. Need you people there to, uh, to help me out. Cause the more views, the better I'm liked. And that means I don't, uh, I won't get fired. So they can pay Ryan Wilson's humongous draft expert salary. Speaking of Ryan Wilson, he's joining us right now. What's up, buddy?
1: It's funny you mentioned, uh, Team Brinson, uh, the Branson because Branson. I told, I'm here with Prisco yeah. and I told him the other day that, you know, Brinson's whole Twitter thing, that's about building his brand. And he goes, he said that. I said, yeah, that's
0: his whole thing. He (laughs) goes, I'm going to hold that over his head.
1: So don't be surprised when – I've never uh, said
0: that. I don't think I've ever said that. Oh,
1: you've been talking about team branding for a while because I think EK came up with Branson, right? I
0: thought you came up. maybe EK did. No, that's EK's, yeah. Yeah, But by
1: the way, before we go on, I want to say I I met Danny Kelly yesterday of The Ringer. I love Danny Kelly. And he listens to the podcast, and I apologize for having to – Having to listen to me once a week. But, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. He likes the show, so Danny, he, he's in your corner.
0: Danny Kelly's been on the podcast. He was one of the first, uh, first guests. I love Danny. Danny has been, uh, Danny was at FieldGulls Fieldgulls.com and then jumped over to The Ringer where he uh does excellent work with uh, Kevin Clark and Robert Mays, among other many smart people at the Ringer. Um and uh and he also does the Ringer NFL show. So that I listen to I listened to his podcast too. So thanks for listening, Danny. Um uh, Danny's down the senior bowl where you are. We're gonna talk about some prospects in a minute. Um friendly reminder we're heading towards the offseason, which means that we will be changing the style of content that we bring you. Uh, Pete Prisco might not make himself available once a week. He's, he's big time like that. Ryan Wilson, however, not big time enough. He has to, no make way his, has to make himself available once a week. Ryan will be joining us. Uh, we don't know what day yet. Once we get past the Super Bowl, but we'll figure it out. Uh, Ryan does a mock draft that drops every Monday. I have a mock draft that drops every other Wednesday. We'll talk about that. Uh, we will, we're going to hit some news around the NFL and then we will get to uh, the prospects. But first, The Jaguars, this is the headline on CBSSports.com, Jaguars trade Leonard Fournette for Nick Foles. Bengals replace Andy Dalton. You saw the headline. You knew it was my mock draft. You knew that couldn't be a real headline, right?
1: Well, I knew it was your headline. I was pretty sure that it wasn't a real headline because I can't imagine anyone in their right mind would trade for Leonard Fournette giving up Nick Foles. But that may not have been your intention. So I haven't looked at the mock draft yet. I've been running around Mobile. we got... An inch and a half of rain today.
0: They're fine.
1: So I was dodging raindrops, but uh, let me ask you, uh, Team Branson, how was it received on Twitter? Uh,
0: you know what? I didn't. I actually got a DM from somebody who said I like that you didn't give the Giants a quarterback. You're the only person I've seen doing that. Um and look, I I followed Dave Gettleman for a long time. I know that he will not uh do he will not go off of his draft board just to get a quarterback, uh, regardless of 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 what the team needs. On the Foles trade though, so here so originally Ryan, I was like, all right, I'm going to send Falls to the Jaguars. I'm going to really create a stir with my quarterback trades, my mock draft quarterback trades. But the problem is, I don't think that the I came up with a deal. Here, here's here, or what do you think about this? No, for net. Jaguars send number seven and number sixty-nine, nice to the Eagles for Foles, number twenty-six and number fifty-four. Who wins there?
1: I, it's hard for me to envision. If you get Foles, that's a big win for the Jaguars. I feel like seven.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's the problem.
1: But here's the thing, and I, I appreciate you doing that because whenever I do trades in the first round, I think I've done it in my last two or three mock drafts. Invariably, the question I will get on Twitter is. What are they giving up? Because I'm just doing the first round shades in order for these teams to move up or move back. I'm not going into the minutia of whether they're getting in the second or third round or what they're getting in 2019. So, uh, or 2020. Sorry, 2019 is insane. So, for you to do that, I'm sure uh, Twitter appreciates it. Because that'll save you at least twenty or thirty tweets of people asking that question.
0: Well, I was basically well, I was trying to go through the thought process. So I was like, all right, here's the problem. I don't think the Jaguars are gonna because the Jaguars might lose players. They need to replace talent. You don't give up number seven if you need to replace talent. And if you think that Nick Foles is gonna hit the free agent market, so um, that trade there basically makes Nick Foles worth in the swap about the twenty eighth overall pick just in terms of draft capital. Uh, but I decided to bail with that and go with Fournette. Uh, he only has two years left on his contract straight, you know, tra- uh, swap him straight up. He's expensive for a running back, but the, you know, if the Eagles get rid of Nick Foles, have cap room, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, if you don't like it, just pretend like instead of for net, the Jaguars give up their second round pick for Nick Foles, which would be fine too. Or their, their third second round. round
1: pick. Yeah, that's yeah, right. But exactly. I mean, if you need a quarterback, you don't give up your seventh round pick to get Nick Foles as part of the deal.
0: The seventh overall pick. Yeah, exactly. You just draft a quarterback. Um, at any rate, so, uh, I had, um, I had my first quarterback who came off the board was actually in this mock draft, Dwayne Haskins going to the Cincinnati Bengals. And I kind of surprised myself with this and I sort of wish I'd waited till after the Super Bowl for this one. Cause I think it would, I think it actually makes more sense than, than you think. There's no, so Zach Taylor is going to come in as the Bengals head, head coach. There's no guaranteed money left on Andy Dalton's deal. Why wouldn't the Bengals draft a quarterback?
1: No, they could do that. But also, I feel like Sean McVay, if he were the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati, would get a lot out of Andy Dalton. Mm. Jay Gruden got a lot out of Andy Dalton. He was the OC there. Hugh Jackson and,
0: got a lot of Andy
1: Dalton. Yeah, until he went – I don't know what happened with you. He, I guess Cleveland just turned his world upside down. But I wonder if Zach Taylor – because certainly that, that conversation has been had. What are your plans with Andy Dalton, with with Red Romo, the ginger what – what's his other nickname?
0: The uh, Red Rifle.
1: Red Rifle. Yes. Uh, we call him Red Rummo, too, because uh, he's like Rummo, but has red hair.
0: <laughs> and not as, not good. as good on
1: play-by-play, by, play, by the way.
0: No, no, not nearly as good. Or as good in so, football, really.
1: Okay, fair enough, yeah. But maybe that's the maybe Zach Taylor wants to see what he has. How many years left? Two years left?
0: Two years left, no guarantee. it's
1: a cheap deal.
0: No guaranteed money, right, exactly.
1: And it's, here's the deal with Andy Dalton. If he gets cut, he will find a team very quickly, and he will start for that team very quickly. He would start for the Jaguars and make the Jaguars an yes. eight- or nine-win team. Andy Dalton's
0: Dalton's deal is $16.2 and then $17.7 for the next two years. He is –
1: That's peanuts, yeah. Yeah,
0: 31 and 32 years old. You could
1: draft – yeah, you could draft a quarterback. At 15, they need – they're 11. I think maybe they're 11. Well, the
0: logic, too, is not that – yeah, they're 11. The logic was not that they would draft Dwayne Haskins and cut Andy Dalton or anything. Just that you can draft Dwayne Haskins if you'd like him. And then you can make a decision on Andy Dalton depending on how Haskins looks. Uh, the
1: problem, know. though, and this is what a- Ben Roethlisberger was bailing about with Mason Rudolph as a third-round pick. They could use a linebacker. Montez mm-hmm. Burbick is no longer very good. They could use offensive line help. So if you're waiting on that just to draft a guy that's not going to play for you, I mean, that's going to just add insult to injury to a fan base that was already pretty pissed off.
0: Yeah, but what if you think your team stinks? You're like, all right. I guess I Zach's- don't know. They,
1: I, I'm guessing that they think that Hired Zach is- Taylor will come in there yeah. and – Turn it around. I mean, Sean McVay, that team before Sean McVay got there was doo-doo. Yeah. And last year, they, I think they won 10 games.
0: That is true. That's a fair point. All right. Um, That's enough about my mock. Nobody cares about my mock. Well, let's talk about Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald coming back for a 16th NFL season. Can you believe that, Larry Fitzgerald?
1: I was sort of surprised by that. I saw the headline today. We were – me and Pete were at the hotel getting ready to do something for work. And I, the television was on over the restaurant bar. And I said, why, why is he doing that? What do you think his, I mean, maybe, do you think he talked to Cliff Kingsbury and Kingsbury said, this is our plan for you. Things are going to be different, obviously. We're actually going to try to get first downs, give the ball to David Johnson. Here's your defined role. Josh Allen's going to be better. We're going to get offensive line help, so on and so forth. Or does this guy just love football and he doesn't want to think about life after football?
0: Does he have a contract? I don't even know what his contract is. I think he's going to be a free agent. Who knows? Yeah, what... he
1: was. This is the last year. Oh, it was? Yeah, he was going to be in free agent in the next, what okay. is it, in March.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of the times these guys, um are willing to come back and, uh, and like, get, just, you know, rake in some cash because, you know, why, I mean, why not, right?
1: I can't imagine, I, I'll be curious to see, what – was the deal announced? I don't like think how-
0: he does have a deal. I don't, I don't think he – I think he was 13. Well, they just
1: announced he's coming back. They haven't given him a new contract. That's what yeah. you're saying? Yes. Okay, right. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. could very well be. So I'm sure – He there's, signed there's, a
0: one-year $11 million extension for the 2018 season on November 17, right. 2017. So there's been no contract signed. He's just basically like – I'm. he doesn't want to go out the way they went out. He wants to try and come back and make – There is something. no
1: way they're paying him $11 million this time though, right? I
0: would hope not. I hope they just give him a one-year $8 million deal. Hey, wow. I mean, he got to give him something.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. He's still a good, I don't know what his DBAO numbers were. They probably don't matter in that offense last year. This might
0: be, Ryan, this might honestly be a Kingsbury, Steve Kime, and Bidwell go sit down with Fitzgerald and they're like, look, dude, we know you love golf and, and being a, uh, uh, you know, we, love, we know you love golf and philanthropy. Yeah, but, humanitarian uh, efforts. But we need you. And we need you to come back and catch balls from Josh Rosen because we got nothing else. After him, like, we got nothing. But you would imagine he
1: wants to do that, because don't forget, Anquan Bolden went to Buffalo for 15 minutes, said, you know what? This is a terrible idea. I'm going to re-re-retire. I'll see you guys on the flip side.
0: Yeah, but I, like, Larry will grind it. Larry's a, uh, you know, consummate professional. He's, I mean. Yeah, I think
1: he, he wants to do that. There's no way he's doing it, just out of the goodness of his heart.
0: Uh, by the way, two, no, three, three of the top four players taken in the 2004 NFL draft still playing. Pretty incredible. Phil?
1: Eli and uh, Larry, yep. you keep going down the number 11.
0: Obviously, Sean, the late, great Sean Taylor passed. Uh, Kellen Winslow, no mas, uh, in the NFL. Roy Williams, no Moss. D'Angelo Hall just retired last year. Uh, Reggie Williams, to Robinson, not great. Ben Roethlisberger playing. Uh, Roger, baby. I think is that it? Vince Wilfork presented a J- trophy. JP recently. Lossman's
1: still falling out in <laughs> Buffalo.
0: <laughs> How many quarterbacks have they drafted since JP Lossman? I'm trying to think who else. Oh, uh,
1: well, EJ Manuel, Josh Allen,
0: Matt Schaub still playing.
1: Matt Schaub. That's right. Third round pick.
0: Yep. Jared Allen's been retired for a while. I'm just raking through the, uh, Michael Turner was in that draft, man. Andy Lee's Andy Lee still playing.
1: Wow. I didn't realize he was that old.
0: Yeah. Um, Jason Peters an undrafted free agent, tight end slash OT out of Arkansas. This might be his, he might, he might've played his final season. We'll see. And then of course, Wes Welker undrafted in that draft too, man. That was a good draft. Uh, yeah, so Larry Fitz coming back for uh for one more rodeo. Enjoy your time, Larry Fitz, but be careful because you might um might not be great. Uh okay. Elsewhere in the news, John Breach reports that Rams Saints officials were reportedly harassed after the NFC title game, forced to change hotels. Does this make you feel good or bad about humanity?
1: Oh, the officials? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Well, the NFL released a report that said they weren't harassed. They were uh Just moved for precautionary reasons. But someone reported, I don't remember if it was NOLA.com, but that uh, Vinovich was getting harassing phone calls on his 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 cell cell phone.
0: phone. How do you get Vinovich's cell phone?
1: Maybe there are a lot of Vinoviches in the, in the phone book. <laughs> but not. it got to the point where he had to hand his phone to a sheriff who was standing next to him at the hotel lobby, and the sheriff had to tell him to cease and desist, or whatever you tell someone who's harassing in a phone call.
0: Do you think that he actually had a sheriff or do you think he was like hold on a second, he was like, Hey listen here now, sir. He had
1: his voice modulator on. Exactly. Uh this is not Bill Vinovich. This is the sheriff standing next to Bill Vinovich. But uh <laughs> I I mean listen, it's terrible, you can't do that, obviously. But I understand the frustration that these fans were going to it was not bill vinovich's fault he didn't make the call he wasn't what that wasn't his responsibility but when the team owner releases a statement saying dear nfl you absolutely screwed us up one side and down the other yeah. we were going to the super bowl and look where we are now i understand the, the angst and the anger but sort, of, right. sort, of,
0: sort of encouraging the the mob to get out there and chase after bill vinovich
1: here's an idea make a reviewable problem solved
0: uh, yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, Jerry Jones and John Elway do not want to see it reviewable, by the way, which is, uh, that's a, that's probably not a great sign. Do they say why? They just think it's like too much. Um, you know. here's the
1: thing. And here's what I've been saying since. Okay. So the game goes from three hours and eight minutes to three hours and 12 minutes. Yeah, whatever. Or alternatively, we can keep the game at three hours and eight minutes and then spend the next three months talking about it. Mm-hmm. That seems to me three months seems to be a little longer than three hours, but.
0: You know. Call me crazy. Um, the uh oh yeah, this is a good one. You'll like this one. I'm gonna put You're gonna play. Fill in the blank. Raiders Derek Carr tweets that he wants to have an NNA fight with blank, who questioned his character. Fill in the blank. It's an NFL analyst.
1: Oh gosh, who was? I was hoping it's gonna be Greg Hardy.
0: It's Will Brinson. No, no I'm, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, oh, okay,
1: hold on. Let me guess. Uh, give me the network at least.
0: Uh, ESPN anchor, ESPN host of a.
1: Oh, Stephen A.
0: No, uh, right show, wrong guy. Max. He, he wants to fight Max Kellerman.
1: Max is a boxing guy. I don't know Max and box, but he covers boxing. I don't
0: think he can box. He um he tweeted, he tweeted, hey. Dana White UFC, how do I challenge a couple of these clowns on TV to a fight? I think we should start a business together where pro athletes can challenge some of these people to an octagon fight until they give us an answer. You don't know me. Stop lying. And somebody tweets he's talking about Max Kellerman. And Derek Carr tweeted, yes, say what you want, but don't question somebody's character as a man, if you don't know them, our job as NFL athletes is to try and leave the game better for the next generation. So let's start an octagon business to give some accountability to these kind of people. Wink, laugh, wink emoji, laugh emoji, fist pound emoji. And then somebody was like, "Why are you hating on Derek, Derek uh, Carr, QB?" And he's like, "It's because I black, I blocked them for, I blocked them both for talking trash about our team. Those two clowns don't know anything about this game. Would love to actually sit and break down film with these two on TV just to show their viewers how incompetent." parentheses lacking qualification they are about our game this is kind of wild like i, I just assume Derek Carr was like a very uh calm
1: there's like, only so much he can take here's the thing and i think this is sort of interesting how much these guys pay attention coaches players they're less front office guys yeah. they really do sort of focus in and listen if you know twitter was about criticizing what we do 24 7 mm-hmm. i suspect at some point we would be like you know what <laughs> i've had enough but,
0: uh, that's right. Yeah. I've gotten, I've had a couple kerfluffles. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I've had a couple, like, yeah, like the, a couple kerfluffles where there were situations where people said, um, you know, people getting your mentions and they're saying stuff that's crazy and you're like, <laughs> you're like, I don't know, I will not take this. So I understand where Derek Carr is coming from. Uh, he's, I'm sure
1: he was minding his business and people were sending him messages on Twitter saying, hey, did you see what Max and Stephen A said? And yeah, I'm sure after a while he had had enough.
0: Maybe. I mean here's an alternate idea. Don't watch first take. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, that's the other thing. It's, you got to
1: find other ways to occupy your time. Yeah. I understand his frustration in much the same way I understand fans getting frustrated. Yeah. But you know, don't harass Bill Vinovich on his phone. Don't engage the trolls. And don't, Derek Carr. Don't, and
0: don't at Derek Carr when you hear Max Kellerman say something about him. All
1: right? Yeah, uh, leave Derek Derek Carr alone.
0: Yeah, it's probably his brother is probably telling Derek. That's Derek's problem. Is brother... there's a guy
1: who doesn't like Brents and David Carr.
0: I'm blocked by all three. You know that, right?
1: Oh, all three. You get the trifecta.
0: Yeah, Darren. Darren's the Darren's the one who like has like, his like catches everything. Anything that's said about a, any of the Carr brothers, Darren's on top of it. What's
1: is Darren? Is he a former football player too? I
0: think he's a high school football coach.
1: Oh, okay. There you go.
0: Look, all three guys are probably really nice. It's just a little weird that they're just out here blocking people left and By the way, mind.
1: Derek Carr would absolutely destroy Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith yeah. at the same
0: time, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, he got thrown in our Slack channel. Somebody's like, uh-oh, is he talking about Brinson? I was like, oh, please no. I don't want to be. That
1: he would destroy you too.
0: Yes. Derek Carr would beat the crap out of me. I'm Derek Carr's king. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. Everybody would watch that. <laughs> that. That would be, um, that would do well for pay-per-view. All right. <laughs> we've got to pay the bills somehow. Speaking yep. of paying the bills, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and break down the Senior Bowl.
1: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative, legal and administrative and customer support at robert half we know talent visit roberthalf.com today on may 23rd i want to go back to normal what's normal the paramount plus original series evil returns we've already hunted werewolves
0: and demons and now what A baby antichrist? (laughs) Prepare yourself. You will not beat us for the end. I have vision somehow. Make it stop, make it shut up. You're not gonna survive
1: this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May twenty-third, only on Paramount
0: Plus. Alright, Ryan Wilson down in Mobile, Alabama to watch the Senior Bowl. This is your first trip to the Senior Bowl. Um, what has been the most, who's been the most, who's been the best person that you've met down there? Not, not including Danny Kelly. Uh,
1: number two. So who, let's see who we've we been talking to. You know, I've been hanging out with Pete a lot our producer, Dane, who's fantastic. Uh, in terms of the players and coaches, I like your guy, Debo Samuel a lot. Mm, love Debo talk, Samuel. Talk to Ryan Finley. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. He's a, he's a little goofy looking in person. He doesn't look like he'd been in a quarterback. I, I'll tell you, here's my. Initial takeaway: Hair
0: is a little curly. He is a, a little curlier. He's a little bigger. He's bigger than you think, though. Right? Like he's six
1: four and change. But yeah. he's he and Daniel Jones both are extremely skinny for guys who have spent yeah. four plus years in Division one, big time college programs. You've seen Finley. Duke you a should've,
0: should've, should've, Duke's a big time. You've seen Finley. Duke's got an ACC championship since uh, well before, well since State has won. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, both other, yeah, yeah, both guys skinny though.
1: They're, they're skinny. Um, Tyree, uh, Jackson, the six, seven quarterback out of Buffalo who came out early. I thought maybe he should have gone back. That is a grown man. He is the <laughs> thing you can call him is not skinny. Um, okay. he can throw the ball a mile. He has issues with accuracy, but when you're six, seven and you, you look like that, He's you're going to get six, drafted. Seven? Huge. And that's the other thing. Guys that are that tall usually generally don't make good quarterbacks, but you know, guys who are five, eight generally don't make good quarterbacks. And I'm sure Kyle Murray would get drafted too.
0: This guy is six seven. My God!
1: Yeah, he's a man. You see him out there among other men, and you go, "Oh my God!"
0: I, I I watched some Buffalo games this year, and he he runs a lot too, didn't he?
1: He does, and but the issue is, like they have a kid, Anthony Johnson, number eighty three, who's a wide receiver, who's yeah. here this week, who who's probably going to be a day two pick. He's he's a big guy, wide receiver wise. Kelvin Harmon, Ashton, in his size, uh, not quite as refined, and he caught a lot of bombs from Tyree Jackson during the season. So, but I just don't know if Jackson, he's the guy that you watch and you go, oh my God, he can do all these things, but he doesn't do them. Um, what's the word? Uh, he's not as precise as he needs to be in, in college and get away with it. In NFL. You're not going to.
0: He sounds like Josh Allen.
1: Um, he's a different type of player, okay. uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I think Josh Allen, Josh Allen is clearly a better quarterback. He was a first round pick and you can debate whether he should have been or not, but I, I don't know if Tyree Jackson is going to be. Uh, taken before day three. But, I mean, we're ahead of ourselves. It's January. But, anyway, I love talking to Ryan. Um,
0: Finley's a smart guy. Finley, yeah.
1: Very smart guy. I will say this, which I thought was a little weird. Before I grabbed him for our – we did a video interview with him. So It was
0: – Oh, was it's on, sort of, it was on CBS Sports HQ?
1: It's sort of like media day at the Super Bowl, taking down about 5,000 notches. But <laughs> – right. Before I got a chance to grab Ryan, I had to wait for the uh, the people they were interviewing previously. And they were asking him, and I'm not kidding, where he ate Chipotle at NC State and what toppings he got on. His. I said, this is like a Super Bowl question. But um, he answered it very, very nicely. And then we did a quick quick hit with him. Another quarterback I talked to who I thought was extremely nice, has a lot to prove this week, is Jared on uh, the quarterback out of Auburn. Good 2017 season, uh, up and down 2018 season. In fact, it wasn't very good if you're being honest. But he he was honest. He said, listen, um, leadership is something I'm really good at i have a really good arm i can make all the throws i just need to be more consistent and that's exactly it like if if there's a five-step process that a quarterback needs to go through to be successful from pre-snap until completion he generally has issues with one of those steps somewhere along the line and that's what fails him in terms of not being consistent enough so he up and down on day one day two which is on wednesday the practice was indoors so the media wasn't allowed in there so i don't have an idea yet i haven't read the pool report but um a lot of the guys struggled on day one it's day one that's how
0: it works uh, just for the record Garrett Bradbury who's a center who's at the uh at the senior ball right now you should talk to him good story on Garrett Bradbury NC State guy too um he once pointed out that Ryan Finley eats a lot of chipotle so maybe oh, that's, there you go so maybe that's where it came from who was maybe the, that was Garrett talking to him uh, maybe who were the guys that were interviewing him asking about Chipotle that's weird
1: I can't remember where they're from and they, it wasn't Garrett Bradbury. By the way, uh, scouts seem to think that Garrett Bradbury could be a first-round pick. That's how much they love him here this week. I don't know if a center is going in the first round.
0: I have him in my first round. First there round.
1: you go. You are on the same page with some scouts here. Do
0: you? Well, then I'm, I'm locked into the NFL. Um, do you know where he would make sense to be drafted?
1: Uh, Minnesota.
0: That would make sense. you know where it makes more sense? if he's going? Uh,
1: to- you didn't take him to Carolina, did you? Oh, yeah, buddy. There you uh, go.
0: Ryan Khalil retired, which has sort of flown under the radar. Like, we all knew he retired, but we were sort of kind of expecting him to come back. But everything you read from the Panthers is like, this retirement is official, even if he hadn't filed the papers. Um, Khalil leaves. Bradbury was – he's out of Charlotte, I believe. He was a three-star tight end when he was recruited to NC State, and he developed into the center. And I read a quote, and in, in, I don't know if you – um, I don't know if you heard this or not from, from Bradbury or anybody down there, but he basically said, "I'm not. He doesn't want to play guard or tackle or be moved around and be a death guy. He wants to play center. So whoever drafts him should, if they're going to use a first or second round pick on him, be inclined to draft him as a starting center. Which is why it would make sense for him to go to Carolina."
1: Well, I think scouts agree with you, so you guys are on the same page. We'll see if he ends up going in the first round, but people like him here a lot. Ellison Jenkins is another center they like. Uh, Pierce Bacher out of Alabama is another center they like. So th- there are a lot of interior linemen down here that people are really excited about, uh, and this is actually the place to be if you're going to be excited about interior linemen. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, this is also the draft to be excited about interior linemen, too, because this is not a – this is not a sexy draft. I mean, the, the quarterback names are getting propped up now because it's it's late January. But this is – I mean, like, who where, – where are you – have you changed your mind on any of these quarterbacks so far?
1: No, same deal. Pete and I do uh, a video segment every day for CBS Sports HQ, and every day it's Daniel Jones – Drew Locke. There's some conversation about who's better than the other, but they're pretty much even. Daniel Jones did throw two interceptions on Wednesday. We know that because John Gruden said Daniel Jones threw two interceptions today in the pool <laughs> report. So, but otherwise he said these guys are, are are doing pretty well. After that Will Greer, Will Greer struggled on the first day with with accuracy, and that's sort of his thing. I don't think he has the greatest arm. People were saying that at the beginning of the year and you watch him and I'm like, "Okay, he can get it out there, but he doesn't get it out there consistently." Incredibly handsome. I didn't know this. I knew he was handsome, but I didn't know the rest of the story. His brothers? Do you know his brothers? I do not. I was talking to our buddy Joe Pierce, uh, Joe Person at the Athletic.
0: Because Will, yeah, Will Greer is from Charlotte.
1: That's right. Or he's from so, Davidson, I guess. Uh, Joe Person and I went to college together, and I know him from when he's at the Observer, and now he's at the Athletic. And he was telling me that Will Greer's brothers are these huge YouTube sensations. They're YouTubers, as my seven-year-old calls them, and they are more popular than Will Greer. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know their names. Uh, Joe was telling me their names would uh, so be Nash
0: Nash and Hayes Greer.
1: That's who it is. And if you so. if
0: you if you google Will Greer's brothers it's like there's an article on uh, superfame.com sure it's like Nash's disgraced quarterback brother Will Greer makes oh, thril- no. makes thrilling comeback. <laughs> Come <laughs> no, on. It's no, just like laughing like Nash and Hayes are are just much bigger than Will Greer. And I that's- think uh Will Greer has this deal too where he is um uh G, I think it's Jeannie Marie. I don't, I don't know if that's her full name. Um, but back in November of 2016, I think, before he transferred from Florida to West Virginia, he had a, they had a kid together. And so he's now, yeah. he's now married and has a kid. Right. That's right. And like the whole thing is that it sort of changed his, changed his life in terms that's of. That's right. That's another talking point. Maturing. That's right.
1: So he's there. You know, and another interesting guy is Tracy Sorley, six feet tall, Penn Ooh. State, super athletic. Hasn't thrown the ball very well in the times that I've seen him. But, I mean, if you watch him play at Penn State, he, he had a very good career. But the issue is, can he play as a six-footer? It Is the fact that, you know, Russell Wilson paved the way and all the other guys that have come since. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray obviously is on this way. Lamar Jackson is that type of player. Can he have success? There's some scouts that like his competitiveness, but no one's talking about him as a day-one or day-two pick. So it'll be interesting to see what his role becomes. If he has to change positions, If sort of he's sort of a – Cordell Stewart slash type guy we haven't wow. said that in a while so yeah there's there's questions to be answered about the quarterbacks and you're right beyond Locke and Daniel Jones are not necessarily quote-unquote sexy
0: I don't think either of those guys is guaranteed to go in the first round I think they will go in the first
1: round. they will I think just because you know what happens uh, there's an arms race like uh, two weeks before the draft people get nervous we need a franchise quarterback and then Dwayne Haskins I think is the number one I still feel like Kyler Murray should probably go second off the board but you know, I'm not a GM, so we'll see. And then teams will get nervous and start trading up for Jones and and uh, Lock.
0: Uh, By the way,
1: oh, I haven't talked to you, but uh, since we got here, Locke's hand size, smallest hands at the combine, nine inches, smaller than I think any of the first round picks last year. And here's what he told Pete: He said, "You know who else had small hands? Dan Marino. What's up,
0: <laughs> Pete?" Pete blasted Sam Darnold last year for having sa- small hands.
1: He was right. He got that right. He did have small hands.
0: But <laughs> he didn't mean he he was wrong. Sam Darnold was good last year.
1: Oh, I don't know if he was questioning his ability. I think he was questioning the fact that he I, had small hands.
0: I think he was like he I think his phrase was actually he's got baby hands. He's got baby hands.
1: I could hear yeah, I could hear Pete saying that. Boss, so yeah, boss is that an hands. issue with small hands? I don't know.
0: Um it's not not a uh, not an issue for me. I'm fine with small hands. Um I personally have bigger hands than you know you would expect for someone of my size but that's fine uh, I don't I don't mind people with small hands I'm not gonna weird really point, consider. but okay yeah just just yeah some people like to note they have a few chance I don't know um, it's a that's uh, a, a throwback joke um, at any rate what other positions have caught your eye perchance cornerbacks some defensive backs out there uh, catch your eye maybe some small school guys that are draftnik listeners should be paying attention to the name you gave us um Okay, yeah, what's his, uh, what's his name? The, uh, who? The Delaware safety. Who's- oh yeah,
1: Nasir Adderley's here and he is yeah. so well known at this point. He's like a big time guy. Well, he
0: uh, came- well, it was, I mean, I just want to point out that like, I think three weeks ago, we were doing a podcast and you were like, Nasir Adderley. And I was like, I I've never heard of this guy and safety out of Delaware. He's, if you look at mock drafts that are popping up, he's all over them. I saw him, Daniel Jeremiah. Who's I, uh, you know, respect Daniel Jeremiah. He was in his top, uh, top forty, I think, in terms of prospects. So good on you, Ryan Wilson. You were way ahead of the
1: curve. Well, yeah, there you go. I was, I was the guy who found Nasir Adderley, but uh, that's not true. But uh, yeah, he's been here, and everyone knows who he is. And
0: isn't that, was, isn't that weird how this works too? By the way, like five years ago, Nasir Adderley flies under the radar the whole way until like the draft night, and now right. it's like Nasir Adderley is definitely going to be overhyped at some point in this process.
1: You you are exactly right. He's an FCS guy from Delaware who was already mentioned as a top 25 pick, and no one's batting an eye. But he looks apart, He's 5'11", 195. Does he need to be bigger to play safety? And as you know, Prisco will tell you, today's NFL, you don't have to be 220 pounds to play, play safety. Right. By the way, speaking of which, saw your, saw your guy, Prisco's guy, Adrian Wilson, last night looking nice. every bit like he could play – Tomorrow, if you needed to.
0: Adrian Wilson, he, cause he's still doing scouting, I believe, for the. That's uh, right.
1: He's with the Cardinals. For the Arizona right.
0: Cardinals, he is a big. He is a bad man. He is.
1: So he's a throwback safety. Uh, Nasir Adderley is not quite that big, but uh, he's got to watch a guy that I, I like a lot, Corey Ballantine had a Washburn, a small school guy, six feet. So he's a couple inches taller than me. But I was talking to him after practice. His legs come up to his neck, <laughs> and he is exactly what you look for he's a physical guy he's a press guy he got beat early the first thing he said to me was yeah i got beat on that fade route deep i haven't played since november my season was over so i've been working out and training but i haven't i'm not in football shape mm. and i just needed to get back into that and once he did doing the drills he looked he looked really good and i, I think he wasn't overwhelmed because i'm not football is football i'm just needed to catch up speed wise and once i did that i uh i felt comfortable he looked comfortable out there another guy that i've liked for a long time chris boyd boyd out of uh, out of, uh, he plays for Texas. Tex- yeah. He is physical. There are questions about his hips and mobility, turning, flipping his hips and running and all that. But, uh, I had him in the first round in early mock drafts, like back in October. But he will jack you up at the line of scrimmage and then he will get in your ear and yap your ear off. <laughs> and then he, he will beat you down the, down the field. And if he can do that consistently, not get penalties, tight coverage, all that, he's going to be a really good player. Pete actually likes him a lot He was blown away watching him this week.
0: Um, and Chris Boyd, by the way, K R I S, as in like Chris Cross. Um I'm sure someone will come up with a nickname for that wherever he lands. Uh Who else? Uh, you mentioned to me before the podcast. Corey, did you mention Corey Valentine already? Did you?
1: Yeah, I just talked about him. Yeah, a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm running through my list. All right, <laughs> wide receivers. Um, you name a name, and then I'll act like I didn't hear it, and I'll, I'll name the name back to you. How's that sound? Just kidding. What is? Uh, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> let's do that again. Debo Samuel, my guy. I love Debo He's Samuel. Like
1: Awesome. He is – look, you watch him play. He's
0: tiny, man.
1: He is not. He looks tiny on the field because when I watched him play – I actually said this to him. I said, when I watch you uh, on on tape, you look like – you remind me a little bit of Brandon Cooks. Mm. He goes, I like that. But he – I haven't seen Brandon. I've never stood next to Brandon Cooks, but he's taller than you think. He's probably 5'11". He doesn't look like he's 5'9 out there. Right. And he's thick. And he puts his foot in the ground. He can run every route. Inside, he can play in the slot. Outside, he can run the jet sweep. He returns kicks. I think he – First game twenty seventeen it was UNC that he blasted. It wasn't NC State.
0: Yeah. In two thousand no two thousand seventeen it was NC State.
1: It was NC State. Okay. He, made that he, one, he, he made that
0: ridiculous one handed catch in the back right of the end zone. That's like one of the best catches you'll ever see. That's right. Yeah.
1: And then he got hurt, broke his leg, and only played three games. Twenty eighteen right. had a had a was healthy, not quite as productive, but still had a good year. And I thought it was funny, but scouts this week are concerned about his deep speed, and I said to him after the first practice when he set the field on fire, I said, So the concern is your teeth speed. You know that, right? He said, uh, "Did you see me today? I was smoking," quote unquote. That was his <laughs> quote to me. He said my change of direction was crazy. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't wrong. If you go, you can. If you search on YouTube for uh, Debo Samuel Senior Bowl, you will see the clips where he's just hosing guys, breaking ankles left and right. So he was fantastic. Your guy Jacoby Myers has had a good week so far. No, mm-hmm. I talked to Ryan Finley about Jacoby, and he said he described Jacoby as this quote unquote security blanket. Because Jacoby ran a lot underneath stuff. Kelvin Harmon took care of the, the deep half of the field. Jacoby only averaged 11.2 yards per catch. Right. So it wasn't that's that was his job. So the question was, can he run deep? Can he run deeper routes? Can he get down the field, create separation and all that? Uh, the answer is yes, he can.
0: Oh, my. I'm well, watching Debo well, Samuel. He blitzed Rak Yassin.
1: And Rak Yassin is another guy from Temple, kind of off the radar. He transferred into Temple, and, the, and there's been some buzz about him. But Daniel Jeremiah was talking about him as possibly the the first-round pick. I don't know. I'm not at that point yet. But people like him a lot coming in. He had some good reps against Debo. One of those clearly was not a good rep.
0: Man, look at this. Yeah, Somebody posted a Debo Samuels foot speed is disgusting, and he really is just quick. I do wonder, like, you know, when you're looking at a prospect like that, you know, again, played three games, 15 catches in 2017, comes back – 12 games, 62 catches, 882 yards, 11 touchdowns. That's not a, in 12 games, that's not a great season. The 11 touchdowns is obviously huge. Their
1: their offense was doo-doo. Yeah. Jake
0: Jake Bentley didn't really come on until even late. Like he wasn't that great in 2018. Um, do you worry much about the stats when you're projecting Debo in a spot like that?
1: Here's the deal. If you just turn on those games and turn the volume down and watch him, you feel quite comfortable where Debo where, where Samuel is at as a football player. Yeah, And uh, he was upbeat. He had no issues with people. He said, I'll just go out there and prove him wrong. And day one, he certainly did that. And he looked good, dude.
0: What um, what kind of music are you listening to in the background while you're you silently watching college football games?
1: Oh, Kenny G. Know Everybody knows that.
0: You Do you blast Kenny G? You do blast Kenny G, don't you?
1: Yeah. Kenny G. Uh, I put on my Jerry Curl wig, too, to get the, get the <laughs> mic
0: right. Um... All right. What other wide receivers you mentioned? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. I don't know if you
1: had any thoughts on him since he's one of your guys.
0: I think he's an underrated uh, stud. I think that. I think part of one of the problems that you're going to see with these NC State wide receivers and like, look, Garrett Bradbury's there. We mentioned him, the center from NC State. Kelvin Harmon is there. Jacoby Myers is there. Both guys I think are going to be picked in the first two days of the draft. Um,
1: yeah. Kelvin's not here. Here. You mean? Yeah, uh, that's
0: yes, right. Kelvin's a junior. He left early. Right, 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 right. But both guys are. Here, here's the here's the problem. When you have a guy, Kelvin Harmon, who looks like he's going to be a first round pick, and you have a guy in Jacoby Myers that could get into the second round easily, maybe a little bit higher. And I don't, I don't think he'll be a first round pick, but you know he could. And you have a center who could be a first round pick, and then you have a quarterback who's sort of fading in terms of his. Like, I think the biggest problem for these guys is how much their productivity is going to hurt Ryan Finley's draft stock.
1: I don't know. I mean, there's some some personal guys that like what Finley's, Finley's done this week. I mm. still have questions about his arm strength. I think that's a fair question. We'll see. But um I asked him specifically about his arm strength, and he sort of evaded the question. So I asked him again. He goes, "Yeah, I can make all the throws." And he said it like someone who's gotten that question before is going to get it a lot again. And yeah. I understand that. And he had just been asked about Chipotle, so maybe that sort of put him <laughs> off as well.
0: Um, but um, yeah, no, I think. But I think Jacoby Myers. Uh, NC State fans were hoping he would not go, and nobody expected him to to stay. I
1: was shocked you told me that. and I was like, oh, that's actually good for me because I it, liked him a lot.
0: Yeah, because he had one more year of eligibility, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. So he was a late addition to the squad.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, a guy I like a lot too, Keelan Doss out of UC Davis, FCS guy. I talked to him today, and he looks and plays like Keenan Allen. He has more hair on his head, but he has the same – he's two ish and uh, he's a big receiver, and – the scout, the question scouts coming in had coming in for him in the Senior Bowl week was, could he get off the line of scrimmage and could he separate? And he can get off the line of scrimmage, no problem, and he can separate. The things that scouts told him he needs to work on is using his hands to separate from cornerbacks downfield when they're getting physical with him. And today John Gruden said he had a great day of practice. He caught everything thrown his way. Uh, he told me, uh, Keelan did, that he met with Mike Tomlin. Mm. And I said to Keelan, Guess which team needs a wide receiver?
0: <laughs> what do you say about that? We don't,
1: he laughed. He uh. We don't know what's going to happen with Antonio Brown, but it certainly sounds like Antonio could be on the way out. And I also said, I said, listen, that's great news. I mean, they're meeting with everyone, so it's not necessarily a breaking news that Mike Tomlin, and Mike Tomlin didn't just meet with one person. Right. But hey. that team can pick receivers. They're not great at picking cornerbacks. If if you,
0: dude, if you get picked in the fourth round by the Steelers, congratulations on your Pro Bowl. I mean, I mean, like, not That's eight right. eight times out of ten. I mean, between Santonio Holmes, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown, who else am I missing? Juju Smith-Schuster, Juju second round pick. Yeah, paper. yeah. I mean, anybody, anybody, they don't pick.
1: Even Martavis Bryant was a fourth round pick. Sure,
0: yeah, they, yeah, they nail him. Uh, what about on the defensive side? Who's, uh, who's made an impression? I know you wrote about this on CBSSports.com. Montez Sweat, edge player out of Mississippi State. I saw somebody on Twitter. Maybe one of those draft network guys. Uh, yeah, but they mentioned that he was a little stiff. Did you see that at all? Or do you think that,
1: we... that was the conversation coming in? If you watch him play, he's not as bendy as Jakai Polite, for example, out of Florida. But let me tell you something: the one-on-one drills, he was blowing fools up. Um, he got the best. I think I don't want to misstate it. I think it was Titus Howard out of Alabama State. I think it was him. If it wasn't, I apologize, Titus. But he steamrolled. Yeah, <laughs> Titus. Weird...
0: Titus loves this podcast, by the way. So...
1: Yeah, tweet. I uh, looked that up on the Twitter machine, and, and you will be like, oh boy. But even uh, that was on the left side. He, um, he got on the right side against Andre Dillard, the Washington State left tackle that a lot of people like. Some like him as first round picks, others aren't quite so sure. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Dillard. But he's sort of move, he's one of those guys that are moving up. But he beat him a few reps, and he had the first. Uh, he was the winner in day one on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of fun to watch. I had him going 21 in my latest mock draft. After watching him this week, that will probably move up. Um, there are a lot of good pass rushers in this draft. He may be a little stiff around the edge. I think he – I'm going to say this, and people might get angry. I think he's better than Cleveland Farrell. I'm not – I mm. like Cleveland Farrell a lot, but Cleveland Farrell has issues about bend around the edge, how flexible is he, and he was extremely productive, no question, at Clemson. But you oh, my God. Numbers, Montez you know, Sweat right?
0: destroyed Titus Howard.
1: That was Titus. Okay, good. I'm glad to get the wrong guy. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. He wrecked his – I
1: mean, People kind of like, look, Titus is having a good week as well, but that's just something that's on tape, and now people are going to say, oh, remember that time? He's like, yeah, like asking Ryan Finley about Chipotle. <laughs> that's, that's his Chipotle. Hey, uh,
0: Titus, i got a, just a quick, couple of quick minutes, if you don't mind. Uh, how did it feel getting wrecked <laughs> by Montez Sweat at the Senior Bowl? He's like, he's like I'm <laughs> 55 you. years old. I quit playing 20 years ago. Leave let you it let go. It. Yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah. Um, so Who else? Big, another guy that I actually talked to today that I had watched a few times coming in, Charles Menehu. Out of Texas, he's defensive end. And if me standing next to him, I came up to like his kneecap. What are you laughing
0: at? <laughs> Actually, I'm laughing at you standing next to Prisco because how short uh, yeah. Pete is in this shot. Oh my god, look at—he's just so tiny. He looks. Pete looks thrilled to be standing out out, of, out of, in a. Uh, was uh, uh, no, the rain. The rain. This, what stadium is this? Is it Lad People's? That- Lad People's. Yeah. yeah Ladd it Peoples. was last
1: last night at six p.m. and yeah. maybe the last ones the stadium. Yeah. You,
0: you don't look thrilled to be in the in the middle of the rain. It's either. freezing out there. which yeah. is hilarious
1: because uh, when I left uh, Syracuse. This week it was negative two. It was about forty and, and drizzling, so we weren't. Super... Are you
0: after we get done with this podcast? Are you going out and going enormous? What's what's going on? What's going on?
1: No, yeah. me and Dana going to grab dinner. Pete's already asleep. It's eight. It's eight twelve local time as we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> Pete makes... grabbed a sandwich and he went to sleep. <laughs> and I'm going to go grab. It is easy seconds. to
0: forget just how old Pete is. I mean, like he like Pete's seventy four. I mean, that's you know that's really. Old. He's not seventy four. No, he not.
1: was out late. Like, we were out till midnight last night. Uh, drinking some, uh, some, some Bud Lights, I think is what they were.
0: Who, uh, did you go with some personnel guys? Some scouts?
1: Yeah, Pete just told me. He said, you can't reveal your source, <laughs> so I can't, I can't tell no, you. No, no, I don't
0: it. want to know who you went out with. I, look, I've hung out with Pete before, and I would imagine, cause it feels like to me, and I'm curious what you, cause you've been to the Combine. You've been to the Super Bowl. No, I haven't
1: been to the you've Combine Never the been, been to
0: the Combine. Oh, so your first Combine this year. Well, you'll like, yeah. the, you'll like the Combine, but it feels to me like, I've never been to the Senior Bowl. It feels like it's, it's moving backwards in terms of like, a, the attention it gets, and B, like, it feels like the Senior Bowl, you can actually go talk to personnel guys and without, without worrying about, you know what I mean? Like, like, you can, like, like, yeah. a no, it's,
1: like a, it's a smaller venue. Mobile's yeah. small in general. And Pete, you know, he's been covering the NFL for 30 years, so he, he knows, knows
0: everybody. A Every, so,
1: yeah. yeah, we saw, we saw a few. It wasn't like wall to wall. It wasn't like, sure. you know, you bump into a guy, turn around. We saw a handful of people. He talked to you know the guys he knows a lot he knows a lot of people. And um you see of course a lot of media guys out. So we saw our good buddy Andy Benoit, who was always fun to talk to, SI.com.
0: Love
1: Andy. And uh he had several meetings lined up today with teams to watch film because that's what Andy does. So that, that is, was hilarious. That but sense Charles who the guy I stood next to, he was double my size. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> two, 275 and he is a guy that plays off the edge. And he I said to him, I said, You sort of remind me of Cam Hayward, Cam Jordan type. He goes, "Oh no, no, no! I am a bigger version of Chandler Jones."
0: Whoa, settle and down,
1: pal. He ain't wrong. He is. He is a bigger version of Chandler Jones because I said I just watched the USC game where he absolutely destroyed the entire offensive line in the final play of game, strip sack. And he said that wasn't even my best game. And he went through his three other games, Georgia, and he said Baylor. He said I was so honed in and out of my mind, I don't even know how I played that well. I said, "Okay, wow. I appreciate your honesty there," but um.
0: Right, how, do I I, how do I how do I spell this guy's name?
1: Amenhu. O M E N H I I H U.
0: Okay.
1: O M E N I H U.
0: Right. Yeah, he
1: is a, and he's not wrong about the, about the Chandler Jones thing. And interesting, he's a guy. He's going to be. I feel like a second round pick. There could be some conversation about higher than that. But if you want to watch him play, go watch the Baylor game. I haven't watched it yet, so that's on my to do list. But he's a, a a guy along with Daylon Mack. Mm-hmm. Who was an interior guy at Texas A&M, played alongside uh, Miles Garrett back in the day, Okay. and just sort of got red hot lately. He was one of the highest uh, top recruits coming out of high school. Didn't flash right away, but he played his way into the to the Shrine Bowl, crushed it at the practices there, mm-hmm. parlayed that into a Senior Bowl invite this week, and you saw that clip with Titus Howard. He was doing similar things to some of those centers that we talked about as being possible first round picks. Mm-hmm. So, he's another guy. He could be a day 2 pick if he sort of you have to ask the question, okay, where were you the last year and a half? Right. But if you're comfortable with that answer, you you want to wrecking ball in the middle of the field.
0: Well, and it's interesting too because this draft to me, Ryan, is one of those where not only because of the teams who are in the second half, like you have the Seahawks and the Ravens and the Patriots who are or they're usually there anyway, but like these teams are willing to trade down, uh but they also might be willing to take a gamble on somebody who, you know, like a defensive, like in a different draft, they might not sit there and take him in the first round. Does that make sense? Like this is a, there's, I don't know how much trading up into the first, I don't know. This just feels like a draft that it, it feels like everybody, it feels like from 10 to 40 is, it could, is basically going to be a jumble. Yeah. Maybe like 10 to 70.
1: No, that's right. In fact, it's funny you say that. Pete said he talked to three personnel guys today, and they all said how deep this draft class is. There's no superstars. There's no Julio yeah. Joneses. There's no Andrew Lux. Right. But you can find guys at pick 20 that you can find at pick 70, as you point out. And that's huge for a team, for example, like the Steelers, that need depth at a lot of places, especially on defense. So absolutely. And if you need depth, you're not trading up wasting picks to get a guy that you can get if you just wait 10 more
0: picks. Uh, I got one more name for you to check out. This week, Jermaine Pratt.
1: Uh, I watched Jermaine yesterday.
0: Uh, tackling um, machine.
1: Here, here's what I'll say because I watched the linebackers closely, and he was there with uh, – let me double-check who he's worth there because I watched the guy. So Cameron Smith out of USC was there, looked really good. Sutton yeah. Smith, small school guy out of northern Illinois, I believe, also looked really good. They're both 235, so are you okay with that? I feel like in this day and age you're okay with the linebacker being 235. Yeah, yeah I think so. Tavon Coney was out at Notre Dame in that same group with him. I liked Tavon a lot coming into the Senior Bowl. He and Jermaine were a little stiff in the drills, not much more stiff than uh, both Smith, Sutton, and, and um, Cam and Cam. Right, thank you. And um, so I have some questions there. There's a uh, who's the kid? Uh, let me find his name real quick. There it is, Ben Banagoo, Texas okay. Christian. Yeah. That is a grown man. I was watching Six him in the four, drills. Two
0: at 249, outside linebacker. My God. So
1: I saw him stand next to Jermaine Pratt. That was like me sitting next to Prisco. I was
0: like, holy <laughs> crap, this
1: guy is enormous. And yeah. he, and they do the tackling drills where you just sort of go 50%. He was crushing dudes, Jermaine Pratt's size in the tackling drills, and he was going 50%. So a guy to watch, I don't know much about him beyond what I saw at practice, though.
0: All right. Uh, we'll get you out of here on this. Do you – you feel I'm just curious like do you feel like the senior bowl is I'm a little jealous like now you start talking about it I mean you know you're hanging out in a hotel room you're going to eat dinner with uh Dane who's a good dude then you're going to crash and uh sleep for 12 hours you know rent a movie in your hotel room I'm going to go watch Paul patrol with my son who refuses to go to sleep uh even though it's like 9:15 at night but do you feel like the senior bowl from a from like a draft analyst perspective and like getting like getting to watch these kids in a in a in a smaller setting is is like is it it's worth the trip down there versus being watching absolutely. Watching because here's
1: favorite. here's the deal. Here's the difference. Absolutely. Because you're standing ten feet away from Jermaine Pratt, so I can see what he looks like. Because if you're watching it uh, clips on YouTube or watching the game that you taped or, uh, on your regular size television, you don't know what how big Jermaine Pratt's legs are compared to the people he's sitting next to. Because you can't you're, unless you have uh, you have the best tell you know. 8K. Yeah, 8K. But, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So if you're
1: there, you see. I can see that Ryan Finley is a string bean. I can see that Daniel Jones is a string bean. Uh, I can see how they throw to receivers. Andy Isabella, I continue to love. Um, mm. He is actually shorter than me, so he is a legit <laughs> 5'8". <laughs> but uh also learned he's an applied math major, so he he's no dummy. But, yeah, so you get to see these guys up close and personal, and I think that's a huge benefit. Yeah. Um, the game less so. All the scouts, all the personal guys are leaving on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So they may not even be there for the final practice. They'll get the tapes and they'll watch them.
0: Oh wow! So really?
1: yeah, so that's the thing. This place is going to quiet down in the next day or two. But for me, first time, absolutely seeing that stuff. Pete's seeing the stuff. He hasn't been here in 15 years, so he other than, he got over the weather. Once he got over the weather, he was fine. But yeah, I think it's a huge <laughs> benefit to uh, to being here. All
0: right, and so you're you're staying for the game, right? And then driving, you know it, driving to Atlanta on Sunday. It's kind
1: of hot. A hot Atlanta!
0: Oh my That's God! Right. Have you talked? What are what are your kids and wife? What were the reactions to your your departure?
1: They had a snow day today, so they had the day off. Oh, I bet your wife
0: person. was thrilled about that.
1: She was not. Yeah, I don't like snow days because I know. I mean, it's like a Saturday where the kids are yelling and screaming all day. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're sucking it up for the for Team Wilson. Nice. So well,
0: good for them. They're furthering yeah. furthering your career. Way to go, Wilson family! Uh, all right, Ryan. Well, make sure and check out Ryan at Ryan Wilson CBS on Twitter. Read his mock drafts and uh, follow his coverage on CBS Sports HQ for the Senior Bowl. Thanks, buddy.
1: You got it.